Guess who's back? Back again. <gasps> Hello and welcome to Three Friends in a Book. My name is Holly and I'm joined today by my friends, Caroline. Hey. Hi, and Janine. Hey. Hi. Um, we're back, back in the studio after our last episode about Unsheltered. Um, y'all, I've read a lot since then, including this book. This long book. This 850-page book by Diana Gabaldon, right? Gabaldon? Gabaldon, that's what it is, Doan. Yeah, we listened to it yesterday. We watched an interview with her. I've been saying Gabaldon. <laughs> that's how I've been saying it before. <laughs> I wrote it phonetically, Gabaldon. You know, it was a challenging read in its length. So mm-hmm. let's talk about why we read it. Oh, so okay. why we picked this book. Because one thing that I didn't realize until actually after I'd read it, that this was published in 1991. I had no idea. I've never heard of it until recently. So I was a freshman in college. I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> hmm. I think. Um, so Caroline, because you wanted to read this. So how did it come this across This was my recommendation. Radar? And I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, be sorry. No, I'm kidding. I know, I know. Hashtag. Not sorry, sorry, not sorry, Demi Lovato. Um, I am. I'm not sorry because this. So PBS's series, The Great American Read, is that right? Mm-hmm. The Great American Read. This book, Outlander, by Diana Gabaldon. 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 Came in number two. Number two above Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And, love- and everything other than To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> right. As- I mean, like the list was literally like all this like classic literature. Mm-hmm. And this was number two. And I... Not, it was not all classic literature. Well, I mean, Harry Potter's not classic literature. But a lot of it was. No. Yes, there were many things. Jane and Eyre. It, mm-hmm. As, and The Great American Read was about America's most beloved books not american books so the books do not have to be published in the good united point. states good point good point um, good point um but like 50 shades was on on the list i mean they're not were, top 10 though no yeah. no but I so, mean, but 50 shades of gray wasn't on the top it was a, like a, a list of 100 books was it not right i'm just i guess and so i've only glanced at the top 10 and 50 shades of gray wasn't on the top 10 gotcha yes that's what i meant by that yes so <laughs> in terms of it being surprising it the company it is in in the top ten is is particularly surprising. Yeah. Did anyone is did Game of Thrones make it into the know. list? Okay, not in top ten. Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, look that up real quick. I will. We're going to come back to Game of Thrones later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just so I was shocked when I saw the final list because mostly because all of the other books in the top I don't know how many but many 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 of the other books i know well and i didn't know this book maybe i'd heard of it i don't know if i had but um so i wanted to read it because i wanted to understand what the why it got why it earned a number two spot yeah and um, i still don't understand well janine made a really good point in our pre-pod session yesterday just about um popular opinion yeah like when things are crowdsourced um it is not it is not a true popular vote it is not as if we asked everyone in the united states and everyone had one vote because you could vote multiple times Mm -hmm. um if it is something that if you are a person who's going to vote a lot 
And if you go to your public library and encourage other people to vote for it, yeah, <laughs> like right. standing there. Right. Um, which, which is what some women did mm-hmm. who the, loved right. this book. Some women <laughs> who series. love the book and, and have a conference related to it. Right. So if you if you are the person who goes to the annual Outlander convention mm-hmm. and feel very passionately about it, then you are going to vote lots and lots and lots of times and get off. So that's helpful to understand about why it got number two. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we accomplished our goal in that it's very clear, um, you know, what this book is about and its appeal is, you know, it's obvious to me now why, why it's so popular mm-hmm. with certain groups of people. So there Game you of go. Thrones was 48. Yeah. Just FYI. Okay. There you go. So, in the I think when we announced that this would be our last our, our next read in the last pod, um, I mentioned that I watched the show and that I like the show and I had listened to some of the audiobook already and I kind of liked it. Um, so as we were digging in to this book and came upon some issues that we all had with it, I started to feel very defensive a little for some reason. I mean, it is not um, romance novels, although the author would say it's not a romance novel, but sh- she wouldn't classify it as any genre of novel. She's yeah. genre, she thinks it's a genre busting. Um, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> I don't not know about all that. I, th- I think maybe you could make arguments about how it... It usually falls in the romance. Some people might say historical fiction. It includes elements that are also part of many other genres. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is not uncommon. No. Anyhow. So with that in mind, um, I just started to feel a little defensive about what it, what it might be saying about me Um, or, or (laughs) that there's this, I I think it's important to just sort of go ahead and address that there is a certain um, reputation this book has for um, s- like women who read it and like it want to escape their marriages and and are are, are are unhappy with where they are and I I don't think that's true. Um, I mean, sure, maybe it's true for some people, but I don't I don't think that is a is a fair. Um, reputation for it to have but i do think that we all um have some legitimate arguments about why it the the story didn't hang together for us yes well and i think just to kind of go off of what you just said of why you started to feel defensive is because caroline and i as we were reading it had like immediate problems and issues with the book of oh my god this is 850 pages is just sex and rescue and abduction like we just so we in our group text about the book I think Caroline and I had more of a negative attitude towards it and you had a more positive I think that's where your defensiveness was coming from but you've seen the tv series like I wonder if PBS did this poll in like I don't know 2008 before the tv show came mm-hmm. out is the tv show what brought people to it Mm-hmm. You know, like I wonder, this was published in 1991 and I've literally never heard of it until the, last year when Caroline brought it up. And I feel like I know a lot of books. Mm-hmm. So um, 
that's where some of your defensiveness comes from from our well, our text with you and, and and I do like the show. It is a little bit of um of of a guilty pleasure for me, and we'll get into some of the reasons why some of the issues that we have um with the story for us that uh but um there's there's enough about the show that I find appealing and interesting um to keep watching it i mean i'm current in the in the show yeah but i just it's just really important to to me to for everyone to know it doesn't mean like when i watch the show i dream about leaving my life in 2019 to go through some stones to find uh, um, my soulmate from another time (laughs) like i have no escape dreams and i think that's i think and my issue from the beginning was just personally, I thought it was boring. Yeah. I just couldn't get rolling with it. Um, and, it's, and you keep I looking think, at how many more pages yeah, you have. I'm like, this is boring. But I really come to appreciate what is likable about it when it's over. And I would just argue that, you know, the, the negative argument about, oh, this type of woman and mm-hmm. this desire to say, like, you could, you can argue that about, any genre of fantasy, right? Like, just right. because I love Tolkien or Game of Thrones mm-hmm. doesn't mean I want to go get your ears ride dragons. I mean, well, wait a minute, you do want to ride that back. I'll take that back. <laughs> you, but you're not going to go get your ears clipped, you know? Yeah. So it's. I, I just think, like, I agree with you 100. percent And I think I know that's a tendency. I think the desire for escapism, not real escape, not really escaping. But escaping in fiction yeah. is like that is that's kind of common to people who enjoy fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. p- part of the reason why we read it, and I'm so saying, that's part of the point of why we read. We read to you learn know, like, and escape. Middle class um, mother, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, what do you call those? Like um, middle class moms or whatever that they get the bad rap about this. I think they're just an, it's just an easy target, mm-hmm. right? To suggest. Um, something about their unhappiness and that this feeds their unhappiness somehow. But I do think like all fantasy, this it, there's an outlet in this book where, uh, you know, characters are acting in ways that we aren't allowed to act. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to engage with them while they behave that way. Mm-hmm. I do think, um, and one of the questions I had for you guys is like, when did it get boring? Because... I wondered if it, like, was the part with Frank at the beginning boring or was it after she was through the stones? Because I, I kind of think it's a cool setup. I think there's a lot to explore in a relationship that starts right before war. You get mm-hmm. married right before war. You go off to war. You don't see each other for six years. Well, you see each other ten times in six years. Um, and then you're back together. And what does that look like? Um, yeah, so... I thought the first part of it was okay with frank Mm -hmm. um it's when she goes in the stones to the other world and i mean i don't want to say she just rolls with it but she's just there's i feel like it was too easy there was no i feel like there was a lot of shock and awe she just started fixing people (laughs) like literally like she almost gets raped and she just started being a nurse and there was just so that that to me that kind of lost me there of she thought when she was in a reenactment, she was scared for a little bit, and then she just, 
inserted herself into this world. It just seemed. Oh, with I could be. It needed to be a little bit more complicated than that. With the idea that she's always trying to get back to the stones in that first part, right? Like she's trying to find her escape. She's pl- trying to plant, but it, that that takes. But it seemed like an afterthought almost. Like I'm here. I'm doing this. Maybe I'll try to find the stones tomorrow. Like oh, I don't. I didn't get that impression. Even when even in reading, I just feel it. like there wasn't like an a sense of urgency to get back to the stones. And I had trouble with that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it just seemed like it should have been more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of... I, I liked all her... I think Carolyn and I, t- we, we talked about this yesterday. Like, we liked all the healing stuff and the herbs and the, you know, how she used her 20th century knowledge adopted to 18th century ways and how she kind of figured things out. I thought that was pretty cool. But it just, it lost me when she went in the stones and it just, I don't know, I felt like they're... It was too easy. Too easy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is a um, a contrivance to, to get the plot in motion. And I'd um, maybe overemphasis on getting back to the stones would have been would have been more boring like right. because then we're still not digging into what's happening here true i mean it is a book there's got to be mm-hmm. it'd be too easy the book would be over right. much quicker than 850 oh, pages <laughs> i think yeah it's just when you said that i was just um helping a kid think about the king lear and so it just popped into my head i was thinking there are other stories that are so that have conflicts and situations that are so contrived so quickly that I don't have a problem with, mm. you know, so I'm thinking about like the way Lear behaves at the beginning of that play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could argue is a similar kind of, there's just, yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. similar kind of, similar kind of thing. And, um, you know, but I, I don't have any problem, um, justifying, why he behaves that way like in for myself mm-hmm. like understanding it kind of believing it that it could be real so i'm not quite sure why i'm not quite sure i can articulate why with this one i was less inclined to <laughs> holly's, holly's holding the book up right now for us to see and it is ginormous I intimidatingly think the, ginormous yeah. you know and so, i didn't realize that when we said we we're gonna read it when it came in the mail, I was like, oh, oh my God, it's 150 pages long. I just, I wish I could get a better sense of it. But I, you know, I think there's the a lot doesn't to bother like. Me. It's just, because I've read the Game of Thrones books and those are super long. And we'll talk about comparisons with that, but it just, well, let's talk about, let's, let's move on and talk about that. Let's talk about comparisons with Game of Thrones. I don't like that comparison. I'll tell a quick story. I was talking to someone and <laughs> about the book and she said that she has her husband watch the series with her and he then compared outlander to game of thrones and i was shocked because i would not have made that comparison um and um and he but but for him the the biggest comparison that he made was the sex um and maybe the setting and like it's it's old, old world you know and he felt see he felt that part of it and and you know my anyway and the idea maybe i I wonder if the two books side by side would get compared or is is the idea of its comparison about um these 
television shows that throw a ton of money into a ton of sets and have a ton of characters that build these elaborate worlds, you know, so it's actually the television series that are similar. Uh huh. Plus, are they though? Because you've seen both series, not the storyline. I don't think is how what they're she produced. means. Just okay. like how it appears on screen, kind of. So just the look of it, the bigness of it, right? The okay. the look and how it's made, and the goal and the okay. whatever. I guess my problem with it is, I feel like Game of Thrones. It's just more world building. There's more investment in the characters. I feel connected more to the characters. I mean, Claire and Jamie, yes, but that's about about it for me. And I even, with them, I'm still kind of iffy about. But like you think about Game of Thrones and some of the characters, like even the side characters, like Brienne of Tarth or Tormund, like, you know, or Ed Stark, who was only in there for like a season, was it season, season and a half before he gets beheaded? You know, I love those guys and girls. Like, I feel connected to them again i've read the books and i've seen the tv show i feel like that is missing from this book i i completely agree with that and i had to really think about it because i wanted to have a I, I wanted to understand it in a really true way and um so i just when i put Dougal up against Tyrion, I, I I feel like I don't know Dougal very well, although I feel like his character was developed. It just didn't sit with me. And there are probably people who it does. Mm-hmm. Or Gillis, right? Isn't that her name? Yeah. Versus Gilly in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And how we feel about Gilly compared to... Gellis. G- yeah, Gellis. Um, right, right, right. And... Um, so that's my problem with it. And that's just... Comparison. I mean, that's just, that's just a technique... Mm-hmm. difference stylistic technique difference that we could we could dig into if we wanted to but no. you know i think that's that's what it it mm-hmm. must boil down to why we don't feel as as connected the way the technique she's using to develop the characters i mean people. who would you say are the main characters on game of thrones I, at this point daenerys. this far into it daenerys the cersei Jon snow Arya. Like those, would, but it's people, at people this who are left. Yeah, it, yeah. It has shifted. It has shifted big time. Yeah, and, and, it used to be cat. At you know, and this book is about Jamie and Claire. And mm-hmm. I really like Claire. And I, th- I, I do find Jamie um, a charming uh, partner for her. Let's talk about that. Is he <laughs> is he likable? So you find him charming. I, I I find him a likable character. Yes. What about you, Caroline? I don't not like him. I didn't, but I didn't, yes, I think he was fine. I don't have strong feelings about him either way. I'm hit or miss with him. There were scenes and moments where I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. but there were other scenes and moments where I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. so I, I kind of am indifferent. When he beat her, that, you know... I don't know. And then the next day he talked about how she enjoyed it. This is a quote. What is it? Is it Sassanach? Is that how we say that? Sassanach? Sassanach? We looked this up yesterday, y'all. I I can't remember that. And he must say it 70,000 times (laughs) in each episode. So you think I would be able to do it, but. Um, He said, enjoyed it. 
You don't know how much I enjoyed it. You were so, God, you looked so lovely. I was so angry and you fought me so fierce. I hated to hurt you, but I wanted to do it at the same time. Yes, yes, I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. I don't know. No, the, um, I, the thing about that, that is, this is stupid on my part, um, but I don't, I feel like that is very out of character for Jamie. I think the fact that that is very out of character for a man who has taken the beating for a young girl earlier in the book. Yeah, I know. It's just, he's complicated. Because there are all other times where he, I mean, I know they're part of their relationship, like when they first got married, how they stayed up all night talking, and then they had sex, and there was really nice sex between the two of them and then sometimes he just he just took her when she even was like no like i don't want to have sex i'm too sore like there was one part of the book i and don't he just, remember he did, that he did it he did it anyway so with this one this is where i don't necessarily get mad at the character i get mad at the author because i think she is catering to some readers who are definitely not okay me mm-hmm. because i think because of the way she handles sexuality and um, sexual relationships in the book, I think she wanted to cater to readers for whom that would be titillating. Okay. Um, I think it is in the context of this love story complicated and not dealt with fully enough yeah i mean claire is angry with him for pages and pages Mm -hmm. and pages and um she comes to understand why he had to do it in a um okay if i was a man i would have been shot if he didn't take care if he didn't if he hadn't done this then i would be um it would be terrible for my relationships with everybody else. They need to see me have consequences yeah. for a mistake I made. Whatever. Okay. Can you not fake that? But that is That's exactly all, what I thought. Right. Like you're in the room. Let's just right. start throwing stuff around. You start screaming. You come out crying. Walk gently. Let's just fake the whole thing. Right. <laughs> right. So I, that's why I feel, that's where I feel like it's some confusing and irresponsible dealing with that situation to conflate um, the enjoyment of it for people who, for whom that is enjoyable and this requirement that has to happen because we're in this time period. Okay. I, th- I, I think that is goofy and garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree completely. I think, I had some random devil's advocate thoughts floating through my head, but I'm not sure I can articulate them clearly enough except to say I can appreciate the way she has him articulate his conflicting feelings. Like I I think that's of of the whole scene, all of that, I think that's the most interesting part for me is to have a man articulating his desire to be violent and understanding that it's, you know, whatever, problematic and that that it's enjoyable and, you know, 
and 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 saying but but kind of knows it's wrong or shouldn't be enjoyable or whatever i think that i think that's kind of interesting and that that's all i have to say about that because because i think it's real because i think there are readers um who will for for whom that is real that's all yeah okay that's that was a good devil's advocate I think it's terrible, and I don't understand why they couldn't fake it, too. I mean, if he... But but there are people who enjoy being violent. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Let's move on. I mean, Cut that, that last part out. Cut that last part out. No. Yes. Well, does that kind of harken back to why people like Fifty Shades of Grey? That is kind of what I was thinking about as you as you were talking, you know, catering to a specific audience. I mean... I think it... She does it again at the end of the, I think the, the, um, and maybe I just don't get it. Maybe it's not for me. And so I don't understand it. Like I, I, I need to embrace that possibility, but I think it's, I think it's while on the one hand, I think it's very interesting to turn the major rape scene in, in a book to have a man being raped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is a smart choice. I think that um, it's. Re- I think it's more real than yeah. we ever, oh, yeah. you know, anyone ever pays attention to. I think the way she writes Jamie's reaction, the fact that I've seen it lauded for how long he um, takes to begin healing like mm-hmm. you get to live in the trauma and it's not like okay this happened and then you know the next couple pages that was hard mm-hmm. that whole last part of that book was that was super hard to read but again yeah i feel like the the way the scene was written because he's, he's drugged right doesn't mm-hmm. he drug him mm-hmm. and uh, i just feel like it is very it, it runs some very complicated lines about um catering to people who might enjoy watching hearing about reading about people being raped and i that is that makes me incredibly uncomfortable yeah that's very well said so there's a um <clears throat> So on the one hand, you you got to give credit to the author for the fact that um, uh, I would say that overall, sex in this book and the relationships and all that stuff is um, is more modern and more pro woman than anything else we generally see on television like compared to game of thrones particularly right well even that changes though over time yeah right there's much more sex and rape in the beginning well once once women are in control there's less of that there's less abusing of women yes (laughs) but she claire i think one of the things that we've talked about with her and why maybe some women like her is she she enjoys sex right she enjoys that part of yes her marriage with frank and her marriage her marriage with jamie or james jamie. that's that kind of modern mm-hmm. take she's this strong female character who is yes who is 
very in tune with her own sexual sexuality, sexual desires. So kudos, strong woman. Okay. All right, y'all. So enough about sex. Let's move away from, from that and kind of look at why this book would be enjoyable to um, women, moms. And what, what was the age range that I think I saw was like, I don't know, 28 to 40-ish around that age, age range. Um, why that would be. That's surprisingly young. I know. Actually. Um, but that demographic of people, I feel like it's a pretty, that demographic of people a lot of advertisers try to hit. I think it's like 28. I don't even think it's 40. I think it might be 50. It's a pretty big age range there of um, of women. What does that mean? I'm nothing. nothing. <laughs> I'm laughing about how old I am. <laughs> My head and the numbers you're saying. <laughs> well, when I increase it to it's 50, all we all, we all, <laughs> we're all, all in that range it's, then. Okay, thanks. That's why I increase it to 50 because thanks. we're all above 40. <laughs> um, so why they would like it um, with the characters and the love story and, and things like that. Um, I might watch the s- series. I watched the first one. I think as did you, Holly, because it was I free. Did, I wanted to see what the rock scene looked like. I was like, trying to. And it was not. It was anticlimactic. <laughs> I was trying to just generate some interest for myself. And so I watched it. And I like watching it better than I like reading it. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. So if I ever found myself with a star subscription, <laughs> I might watch it. Which think, is exactly how I came to it. We, yeah. had, we got stars so Greg could watch American Gods. And yeah. That. So if I could watch it. I probably would. Because I'm not reading any more of these books. Nope. No, <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's just, it's so cumbersome. It's just, I feel like it could be so much shorter than it is. To me, I'm weird, when I'm, you know, we've already talked about the complaints about it, but the plot was just sex, kidnap, rescue to me with some beatings and some this is what Holly texts us over and over again. <laughs> While we were reading it, we would get random texts that said, rape. Beating, escape, repeat, or yeah, something, like, something that. like that. I know there's more to it, but it just whatever. Okay, well, but back to why people like it. Let's be positive. Well, I oh, don't. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I think we've talked about. I, I think we we've covered likable things about it and some concerns we have of it. But I think ultimately, my biggest. I, I, I'm not going to end positive. I'm going to end with um, a complaint about why I don't love it overall. So I think there's some elements to it that are, that are great, but I don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> like, ultimately, is it saying something about soulmates that yeah. you, um, you know, you live through these different times and then you have these soulmates? Is it about people who are born, who feel like they're born in the wrong time? Because she had a halfway through the book. She could have gone back. Right. They went finally. Jamie took her to the rocks. She started going to the rocks, and then she changed her mind. Right, because she loved Jamie. She loved Jamie. And, um, so is it about, so, I mean, Holly, you've, as we were reading too, you've mentioned like she, you don't understand what she's trying to say about time travel. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's, there's not a really, I have, I have been unable to find the, the message beyond Jamie and Claire love each other. Which is why it's often characterized as just a romance novel. And I'm not a big fan of romance, just purely romance novels. Never have been. And so maybe that's part of the, of the problem, too, is is that what it is? Mm-hmm. After listening yesterday to the author speak about the book, I don't know that there is anything else. 
What did she say? I mean, she basically was like, it's a character novel. People like these characters. People like characters. They wanted to find out what happens to them. And that, I mean, I felt like that's what she said. I'm sure that I'm sure she has more to say than that. But just, but just to, these two to agree with what you say, I think. I don't know. Maybe there isn't anything. I big. think some, because some we don't people, get enough about Frank to care about him. Really, he's just there in the beginning. We don't care about Jack. I didn't, but some people do. They maybe. Do. I think. Well, and if I if if I understand correctly, you're farther along with the TV, so you mm-hmm. probably know. Like, mm-hmm. um, in the same way, Game of Thrones shifts. I think I have heard this shifts. Different characters come in and become important. Sure, he mm-hmm. comes back. He becomes a little more important later yes that like frank he, comes back so you know we're di- we're talking about mm-hmm. one book the one first book, book yeah. in a series versus you know people who voted i think it was the series right. that was voted number two so that's kind of important to mm-hmm. remember okay mm-hmm. that's fair so you know there were many people who might who criticized game of thrones early who got hooked later mm-hmm. so just to be fair mm-hmm. okay that is fair. Maybe she shifts as she evolves in writing these books. Maybe some things shifts shift that are more likable. Do and, you do you agree with that? Do you think that that's true? I do. I do. I don't know if they're more likable. I think they are more likable actually. I mean, the second season they go to France and I'm just I am so not interested in like France and being at Versailles and heaving bosoms and things like that. So that, so I was not interested in them trying to change history with. Well, that's the thing too, that bothered me about the, about this book is she, she knows, Claire knows that Jack is Frake's great, great grandfather. Is that what it is? I can't quite remember exactly. One of the greats. And Mm -hmm. she, I feel like in the book, she thought she had him killed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, what what does that mean? Like, is Frank not going to be born? Like, I I feel like that should be something that may be a thought process of how do I save Jamie, but I still want Frank to be born. Like, like that never even is a, an issue. And then you talk about season two; they're trying to stop a revolution. Like, is that not a thought about literally altering history, like your own family's history, that your your husband not might not be born? Like that bothered me too. Mm-hmm. But I think she worries about it during a sentence or two, but not very much. Um, but it, like, so She's other just thing, like Frank done. Other things that I think are what interesting. Is that? I feel like there should have been more of a struggle there, besides but, a, a couple of sentence, paragraphs of her with the rock. What's Jamie's sister's name? Jenny. I like when she like she eventually she's like, "Don't ask me why." Plant potatoes. <laughs> that, and, and that's how. Or you know. don't go to this battle. Yeah, right, right, right. right. And um, but it, for some reason, it's very chart. Like I find that like when she Plant tells potatoes. her that, and it, it's what keeps them alive. And so yeah. when she comes back, she's able. Like she she says, you know, it comes up again. And so I, I enjoy that. And like in the, I, th- I guess it's the. Th- third season i don't know my i, I don't know when How many one seasons are there um the fourth is on right now okay uh, and do they go by book season one i think book one i think so two. um but 
in, you know, you see Claire in 60, in the 60s in Boston, and she becomes a doctor, and she and Frank have this really complicated marriage, and... Because um, she's pregnant with Jamie's kid, right? Well, the kid is growing up, okay. and Frank has, has agreed to yeah. raise Brianna. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And... Um, uh, Brianna, he's the only man Brianna ever knows as her father. She's completely devoted to him, yeah. which causes all kinds of problems with Claire. But then in another, so in a very far-fetched kind of situation, she learns through research that she and Brianna and a friend do that Jamie lived through the Battle of Culloden and leaves her daughter, who is... um making some pretty complicated decisions about not going to college. And, you know, she's young. She's she's an, a very young adult. And she leaves her daughter to go back in time to find Jamie. Um, I, I wouldn't have done that, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that was hard for me to imagine. So I think... You, never mind. Just... No, yeah, I, don't, I get it. It's... Like there's got to be more to it than that. There's got to yeah, be more look, thought process. I'm going to wait till till you're nice and settled into somewhat of a happy situation, and then, <laughs> and then maybe I'll go find <laughs> whatever. Thanks. All right, um, all right. So we're good. We're good on that book for the most part. Let's talk about what we've been doing. What else have we been doing, y'all? What else have you been digging, Caroline? I knew you were going to ask me that. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, not not much, but um, I was curious if Janine had read, I just read um, Vinegar Girl. No, I've seen it. And I'm... Tyler, right? No. Is it re- Vinegar Ty- Girl or Vinegar Hill? Vinegar Girl. Girl. Okay. And it's a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. Oh. And um, I thought it was. And Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Is that what I said? No. No, I'm just... I can't remember if that's I what I said. I was what you said. And Tyler. I was confirming. Yeah. She is... She, I think she's... She joined this movement to retell all this all the Shakespeare oh, in, right. the, in the modern mm-hmm. modern story. And it was good. It was a fun... It's a little bitty book. Um, and it was a cute retelling of Taming of the Shrew. So I just enjoyed that. Okay. You watching anything? Nothing that I would like to disclose at this time. Okay. <laughs> Jenny, what have you been doing? Maybe The Bachelor started my oh God. and I might be watching it, but we won't talk about that. Okay. Jenny, what have you been doing? So, again, in our last podcast, I was like, I'm so into reading right now. I just can't wait to read and read <laughs> over break. And... um You spent so, the whole time <laughs> reading this book. It, it took oh, some time. <laughs> And I did, and I did. <laughs> That's so funny. Download. Um, oh, sorry. What's it called? Uh, the my brilliant friend. And I, oh, you did. Good. I did, and I've I've started it, but it hasn't caught me yet. Like I'm I'm still very early on, and so I haven't gotten super into it. I am not reading, and I'm supposed to be reading the Hotel Honolulu for my book club, which is tomorrow. Um. <laughs> What's that about? No, it's Friday. A hotel um, in Honolulu? Yes. And <laughs> is it fiction? Yeah. It it's I think it's funny and whatever. Um I 
So while I was very open to reading just about anything put in front of me as I walked out of the room, the recording studio, the last time we bought it, um, I soon fell into a situation where <laughs> after several, several hours of Outlander, um, I just, this is cracking me up. I just want to watch really easy television. Like that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I read because I read this. Outlander pushed us all to trash TV. We, um, over, not trash. Over you know Christmas, what I, mean by that. I went on a trip and I read this on a trip. <laughs> and then, um, I read a couple other things like a John Sanford book. I like his books. Those are just those mass produced murder mystery books. And so I read one of those. And then somebody gave me, um, The Wife Between Us. Is that the name of it? Yeah. And I read that very quickly. I liked that book. It was fine. It had some... It's a fun little thriller. Yeah. Some crazy twists in it. I would suggest. I would I would recommend that book. It's a quick, hmm. a quick read. It'd be a fun movie. Yes, it would be a fun movie. Do, do, is wife included in my no girl or woman <laughs> titles? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have um, to think about that. But then I started watching um, Shit's Creek, y'all, on Netflix. If you have not seen that show you have got to watch it it is laugh out loud funny agreed uh-huh. on your recommendation i've watched the first two or three it is so funny and yeah it's it is, will be great uh therapy just like laugh therapy yeah it's uh-huh. funny i look forward to it yeah. and then true detective started this past sunday and i'm gonna catch up on that because i like that show well i didn't like the second season i like the first season but i've heard this one is good and oh, Game of Thrones was announced April 14th is when it comes out. So put that on your calendar. Are we going to have parties and watch? Or no? Sure, why not? Last season we got to. I really, really want to. Okay, let's do it. Um, what are we doing next? We are going to read Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. You think that's how you say that? D-E-L-I-A, Delia Owens. Where the crawdads sing. This has been. I think you say it, Delia Owens. <laughs> Delia. Well, th- I say that because <laughs> when you first said we were reading this book, I I did not know what this book was about, but the title um, makes me think that it is. Uh, I don't. I don't know that it's not going to be interesting to me. She was born in Georgia. She's a wildlife scientist. To Southern? Based in Idaho. I'm not anti-Southern. Well, I didn't say that. Oh, no, no, no. I I was saying that in a questioning way to myself. I'm not anti-Southern. I'm not anti-Southern lit, but... Dude, she's... Look at that. She's written a lot of best-selling nonfiction books about her life as a wildlife scientist in Africa. She'd she's have to know a ton about wildlife to do what she's doing in the book. It's very cool. That's, but she was born in Georgia. Takes us back to unsheltered. Interesting. Oh, no, wildlife plants, I guess. That, that's well, what I was thinking of when you said wildlife. A very that, that, intimate knowledge of and relationship with nature, I would mm-hmm. say, is similar. Okay. So, for some reason, because this is one of Reese Witherspoon's Picks. Book Club Hello, Picks, Sunshine. which is not why we picked it, y'all. I didn't even know that at the time. And a friend of mine suggested this like a couple months ago to me. The title. In my head, I had conflated it into that it was going to be like um, Sweet Home Alabama, the movie okay. Sweet Home mm. Alabama. <laughs> 
That's fair. I, I was turned off by the title, I have to say, as well. I thought it was going to be more um, um, too botanical or something. I don't know. I, I was not also not... Too crawdaddy. When I read it on the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't even like crawdads. So why don't I want to read that? When I read it on the best time seller list, I thought, eh, I don't think so. Just based on the title alone. Um, but then I read the description to you in a very dramatic yeah. voice. And I'm like, oh. It's, well, I've started it. I'm like, I don't know, 40, 50 pages in, and I'm loaning it. I need to get I'm it. already, get it like, every couple pages, stop to look things up. Like, I like a book that gets me wanting to do that. Okay. Yeah. It's good. So that's what we're looking at, at next. Um, so that wraps up this episode of Three Friends and a Book. Friends, that was a good one. <laughs> and I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Um, So tune in next time as we talk about Where to Crawdad Sing. Bye.